Welcome back to the Loyalist Podcast. We're your hosts, Jake and Sam. We just had to restart three times because of audio issues. So it is a great Tuesday uh, after a very entertaining match week. Sam, how are we? Great. Shout out to our producer. Um, you know, if you don't get it right the first time, get it right the second time, then you get it right the third time. So happy to be here talking to you. Uh, should be having a better day. Uh, unfortunately, the bird that flew into your window, it must have been a fucking seagull because Brighton absolutely fucked us. Oh, dude, I didn't. When you texted me that joke, I didn't totally understand it. I thought you were saying the bird flew into my window was a seagull because it was so loud. I didn't realize because it was the seagulls that fucked us this weekend. Um, we tied them to just about everything. Thank God for Everton um, because we finished three and three um, in total up 1.1 units on the weekend. Um, and we'll take that uh, because had it not been for Brighton, um, we would have been up, I think five because city didn't win. Um, but that would have been nice. Maybe six actually. Um, that would have been really nice. Uh, but it's fine. Um, we had a good weekend. Uh, so I, I promised an AC recap. Um, so I'll go off on a little bit of a tangent here. Um, we hit AC, um, at the Tropicana teachers convention, had a blast, um, and, you know, I do want to say I'm proud of myself. It's not every time that you go and gamble that you're that you're proud of yourself, but I stayed away from the roulette tables. And that is something to um, something to reward myself, something to commend myself on, I should say, um, because that's just, you know, you get a few you get a few cold ones back and it's like, yeah, they look it looks pretty fun. Um, but I stayed away, um, stuck to what I know and uh, finished up. 200 on the blackjack table and um, an extra 200 at the sports book where I uh, won some money thanks to the Bears and the Penguins. Not really a hockey guy, but I was with a Penguins fan and he really convinced me to do it. So up 400, walking away, feeling pretty good about that. That's really solid. Uh, I'm impressed. Uh, anytime you leave with money, it's a big win. I went to see my parents this weekend in Florida. Um, that was electric. Got an absolute scalding take that I'd like to hear your opinion on. Um, so Saturday night, Saturday night, we went out to dinner, kind of come back early because it's Florida. Um, and we're trying to put on a movie. And our like family inside joke is that uh, my wife doesn't like the movie Shrek and we all love the movie Shrek. So I was like, oh, put on Shrek 2 because it's actually better. It's the only thing that's better than the original. And my mom like whips her head around and she's, she says one of the funniest things I've ever heard. She says the new Testament is way better than the old Testament. Uh, and boy, did that get me for a good 20 minutes. Um, I was more thinking of the film in general, uh, but I can't, dispute that the new testament is better than the old testament so shout out to mrs palumbo because you know they go into you talk about greatest ever sequels and you're it's a short list between like top gun maverick um maybe if you're you know if you're not against tom cruise's views um which i am okay uh noted <laughs> um, terminator 2 people love 
Um, I just don't like those movies, but I respect it as a good one. Um, Godfather 2, people point to, but New Testament doesn't get a ton of love. Um, <laughs> I, I don't hate the take. Um, I I do like the book of Revelations and that's in there. So um, you got to give it that. Uh, I wasn't expecting Bible Corner, but Sam told me he had a scorching hot take from Mrs. Palumbo. So this is great stuff. I, I, I respect it. I, I don't know if I agree, but I respect it. Yeah, she she went strictly literary. Um, so she went she went there, and then when I laughed for twenty minutes, she also said she preferred Huckleberry Finn over uh, Tom Sawyer, which I don't hate that take either. Just boy, the New Testament, Old Testament, I I just couldn't wait to talk about it with you. So we gotta have her on to we gotta have her on to weigh in on Charles Dickens and his lineage of books. Um, oh, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> something to monitor um on this international break um no another thing i forgot to tell you about ac while we're on funny stories um i really you know thought i got away with one because you know like we said it gets late at ac things start to get a little bit spooky um and i had these two tickets at the sports book one uh for the penguins to win and it was in overtime is an extra time whatever they call it in hockey um, not my sport again. Um, and sorry to all the hockey heads, just really not my thing. And, uh, the penguins were facing, I think the Kings, um, LA, uh, and there was three, three and they win, um, four, three, but the same guy that convinced me to take the penguins outright. So I'm, I'm freaking out, right. That they, that they won the game, but the same guy that convinced me to take it said they're going to win four, three. So I have a ticket five to win 125 that I put at the sports book. Now it's not until the morning because the sports book closed at this point. So it's not until the morning that we're looking at it. And it says, um, it says on the ticket, uh, 60 minutes score. So it's the regulation score. Oh, but, fuck that. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm like, maybe I can pull a fast one on them. It's early. You know, they're probably <laughs> not expecting it. So I go down to the, to the cashier and I'm just like cashing my tickets. I give him the $200 one first that cashes. And obviously he's expecting two that two that cashed. And they have this little scanner machine, which I'm not sure that it totally works, but I guess guess it does. Um, <laughs> he, he, he scans the ticket and he goes, no, this one's coming up as a loss. And I was like, it says correct score, 4-3. And then he was like, well, it must not have finished 4-3. And I pull up Google. I was like, look, finished 4-3. And he was like, huh, let me call Vegas. Apparently, AC just has a hotline to Vegas because he just <laughs> turns around, doesn't talk to a manager or anything, just dials one number on the phone, landline, straight to Vegas. And he's talking to them for like 15 minutes. I'm making an entire line at 930 in the morning. I don't feel that bad about it because I'm like, maybe if they if it's taken this long, maybe that they can't figure this out. Like, maybe I'll maybe I'll get this. He does eventually call his superior over and they come over and they're like, it, it was 60 minutes regulation. The correct ticket would have been 3-3. And I was like, ah, hate to see it. Walk away. Um, <laughs> but I, I really thought I might get away with one there. I I love that. Oh, man. Damn. So close. That That is bullshit. Like, picking I, I think an exact... on FanDuel, I think on FanDuel, it's, I think on FanDuel, it's after extra time usually. I mm. think. I feel like uh, like if you did a correct score for football, it would be, it wouldn't be. T- maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I I just I never thought it was sixty minutes. 
I think that's bullshit for... I, I get it for soccer because traditionally games don't go past regulation, but for hockey, mm-hmm. when it always goes past regulation, that is just total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's not It's not great, but it was a fun ride and a fun story for sure. Um, so I could have walked away up 525, but whatever. Um, you take the positive for sure. Um, and that's AC uh, corner for you. Um, what else do we got? Anything else? Personal notes, Sam? There's some housekeeping that we have to get through uh, before we get into the slate. No, I. that's all I got. We can, we can hop in now. All right, so surfaced yesterday. Um, we, mostly Sam, but we on this podcast have, have been anti-Ramsdale uh, for the most part. And I don't, know, I don't know how it wasn't released. I guess the Arsenal PR team probably received it before anybody and just said, let's not let this out. I think it was an ad or like a, a clip of a Budweiser-sponsored interview where it's him and Ian Wright and a third guy that was probably just either the host or I'm for I'm not I'm missing it. Like, did you know who that guy was? I have no idea who that is. Okay, so they're sitting around a table, right? And I, I don't know what prompted it. And to Aaron's credit, it was taken out of context. But this interview surfaced um, of the three of them talking around a, a, a table, drinking what looks to be Budweiser um, in this clip that's clearly sponsored by Budweiser. And um, Aaron Ramsdale says. Put me in a, or ask me to concentrate on a football match for 90 minutes. I can't do it. I'm finished. But, you know, I start talking to the crowd. I start singing along to the songs. I have a little bit of madness going on in my head for two to three minutes, and then I'm back. 10, 15 minutes of concentration. We're going to tweet this out on the Loyalist Twitter, um, a quote of this uh, exact interaction, because Ian Wright's face, uh, I can't even put into words how funny it is because he's clearly looking at the guy like, what are you talking about, dude? Like you can't con- ask me to concentrate on a game for 90 minutes and you can't do it. You got to think that was the beginning of the end. I think it happened last season. It's not a new thing. Uh, Ian Wright looks just absolutely floored. Um, and it, it's just fascinating to watch. Uh, and then someone found a clip of him like, of Ramsdale looking at a pigeon right before conceding a goal. Uh, <laughs> so that made me laugh. Um, just tough. Uh, I mean, Aaron may just have undiagnosed ADHD. It just, it's and that's hard. Fine. That's fine if you do, but maybe that's don't totally be a fun. keeper. Maybe don't be a keeper. I just think, to, I just think it's so crazy and there's just no reason to say that, uh, you know, I just don't think you make that much money to play sing along. Like I, I just if the fans knew that you were singing along to the songs, I don't think they would be singing songs. I'm just worried. Like if we do have to have him in for whatever reason, and like you'll never walk alone on in a cup match, and it's like half field, <laughs> and he's like giving banter back to this to the fans. Like at what point does? it just become a 50 yard bomb from Shobosly. Like that's where I'm at with the guy. I, I was kind of, I was kind of at the point where I felt bad for him because Raya hasn't looked amazing. He actually did look a lot better in this week's game, but um, not anymore. I mean, that's, I don't know. It's one thing to to be that way. It's another thing to say it out loud and, and like publicly. So I'm with Ian on that one. And uh, most of the fan base, that's, that's really jarring and um, not, 
doesn't give me a lot of confidence heading into next week, uh, two weekends from now when he has to play against Brentford because uh, loan rules. I mean, basically, you, you just told all of, of the opposing fans that you're listening to everything that they say to you. Like, why would you why would you ever say that? Like, what kind of gamesmanship is that? Like, no logical person would ever be like, oh, yeah, anytime someone talks shit to me, I hear all of it and it affects me. But you you literally just said that. Why would you do what that? What are you talking about? What are you talking about, dude? Then it's 10, 15 minutes of conversation before you know it, it's halftime. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was crazy. Um, <laughs> you have to hear it to believe it. Like, it really is. It really is crazy. Like, it, it's like he's just trying to get to halftime, um, you know, and keep his attention on one thing, which is what he's paid to do. But anyway, that aside, um, another thing, um, VAR audio was released. Um for the goal, uh, the Anthony Gordon goal, um, Newcastle scored against Arsenal two weeks ago. Uh, and yes, we're still on that. A week and a half ago, rather, sorry. Um, yeah, we're still on it. Um, wasn't great. Uh, you hear them first say, we clearly can't give this offside. You know, the curvature of the ball. I guess that's fine. I guess that's fine. I do see green underneath it. I have seen it's instances where there's green underneath and it still is in because of the curvature. Should probably have that technology in the best league in the world, but whatever. Um, then they think Ga- uh, Gabrielle dived, which like really pissed me off. They're like, there is two hands on the back of him. Not enough for me for that to be a push for him to go flying like that. So I guess him... Like, what did they want him to do? Stand up more? Like, he clearly gets pushed, so why would he not go down? I I don't know. Um, that's kind of the only way he will get that call. Um, and then the offside ruling just doesn't make any sense at all because they're like, well, we can't see the ball, but there was an angle right before that they could see the ball. And it just seems like they're just trying to either look out a little bit more for teams that have a little extra money in their pocket or they're looking out for their buddy on the field and want to keep his ruling either way. Like it doesn't give me a lot of confidence and like, it just sucks that there has to be like another interview inter what? Uh, no, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Another thing, um, variable. That's the word. There we go. Um, thrown into the mix. Like when there's so much at stake, like Arteta said after the game. So I don't know if you had any thoughts on that, but that was that, that kind of sucked to hear. And it's also weird that they, like timed it out like a week and a half later like what did they have to edit anything did they have to change anything why did it take um like eight days that doesn't make sense i'm pretty sure league one uh releases that stuff right away so just all of the above was not great yeah it's just really frustrating because now we have to like rehash that whole issue but it, that happened so long ago at this point um I don't know. I I just disagree with like every part of the analysis. Like, you know, they say there's contact on the back of Gabriel and you see both of Jolinton's hands on his back and you see his hands move towards Gabriel and like any other place on the field, it's a foul, but it's not a foul because the ref didn't call it a foul. But I hate that because the ref lets play go. The thing that bothers me the most is the ref lets play go on knowing that there should be intervention from VAR so he doesn't stop play. But then VAR's job is, oh, only if there's conclusive evidence. So they're basically like allowing play to go on, but then refusing to change the call. 
You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. It just doesn't make sense in the game how they enforce it, which is exactly. the issue. Um, so I don't know. I it the only vote of confidence I can say is that it seems like Arteta's words finally did something. Um, and there was less backlash. He didn't receive a suspension, and it actually looks like um, some panel is calling for the review of how they do things. So I do think change could be on the horizon. It's long overdue, um, but I just hope it's not more bullshit, to, for lack of a better term. Arteta not getting suspended really shows how bad this was. Um, right. I can't believe that he didn't get suspended and they were saying you're supposed to get a two match ban coming off mm-hmm. of that. And I think the only reason he didn't is because the premier league realized how bad it really was. Um, and just the, how, like what kind of backlash they were facing. So magically, you know, Arteta doesn't get suspended and then Arteta even makes a cheeky jab at VAR uh, after the game, <laughs> how good the refs were, which was, fucking fantastic uh but yeah make sure, I, you're, make sure you're recording me this was great <laughs> VAR. <laughs> yeah so i i think um i think big changes are coming and starting to be implemented uh because clearly they know that they messed up and it's something they're going to be working on going forward so at least at least that's a positive it may have ruined our title charge but it's fine not mad about it at all I wouldn't go that far. I mean, just looking at the standings real quick, Arsenal are one point behind City, four goals on goal difference behind. Um, and even with Liverpool, this is the top three we always said it should be, um, which credit to us. Uh, I just think these three teams are a, cl- a tier above everybody else, and Brighton's not involved in that tier. Um, and I... Liverpool and City play first thing after the international break, um, which is coming this weekend. Um, so if that's a draw and we beat Brentford, we're, we're in first and it's ours to lose. I know there's 25 games, 23, 24 <laughs> games to go after that, but still, um, this was around the time uh, where you know fans started to get excited last season. Um, and we were in first for like, what, 200 days last season, something like that. So... Um, I, I don't feel like our title charge is over at all. I do think like it makes our team hungrier. Um, and I have a lot of optimism about Arsenal right now. Um, really happy where they, with where they are eight, three and one after 12 games. Um, it does suck that that was how we took our first loss. Um, because, you know, trying to be invincible again is definitely something that Arteta is interested in. Um, just from all the quotes that have come out, like when we when we can't win, we definitely won't lose. And to lose like that sucked and our only loss the season, but we're still in a great spot as a fan, I would say. Yeah, I just think going invisible is like basically impossible uh, in today's Premier League. Uh, if that ever happens again, it would be one of like the crazier feats of all time. I, I just don't know how that ever happened, really. it's It's stunning. I mean, you look back, it was like an all-star team and there wasn't, the league was not nearly as deep. Yeah. Like, I feel like I, I look at Wolves or Brentford um, or Brighton and those would all have been like top six sides easily back then. Um, speaking of Wolves. Speaking of Wolves, uh, let's get into this match week. Good segue, Sam. Got um, you. 
Wolves, uh, beating Tottenham. We absolutely called this one. Um, we should have taken Wolves out, right? Uh, when I listened back, I noticed Sam called for it. So um, that's on me for not accepting that. Um, I guess we were just a little dubious for two straight L's for good old Spurs. But their title charge is probably over. They're down to fourth. Um, and they lost to Wolves in beautiful fashion. Um, man was at an awesome comeback, but they deserve to win that game. And I was prepared in the 89th minute before they scored any to be like, this double chance was the right bet because they were all over them. Yeah. Wolves were like very clearly the better side. Um, Spurs got their early goal from Brennan Johnson, who was then poor the rest of the match. Uh, but Wolves were dominant. Um, do I think that we got very lucky that Wolves won? Yeah. Uh, and if we bet it, I would have been absolutely freaking out. Um, but double chance was like 100% one of the best bets of the weekend. Uh, they were the better side in every way and definitely deserved the equalizer. And then it was an awesome way for them to go on and uh, win it in the last minute. So um, credit to Wolves. They've been playing really good ball and they really outplayed Spurs in this game. I think Spurs long-term are going to be in a lot of trouble if Madison was hurt. And we talked about if Madison was hurt, that they were going to be in trouble in this game. And that really, that really showed. And Van de Ven not being there as well, that's going to be something that will continue to hurt them. I mean, this is just the, these are the five games that we said, and Jamie said on the pod that they're going to struggle with. Um, We'd been calling for this for maybe like three weeks now. Uh, that they were due uh, to drop some points, and now they're 0-2, and probably the two easier games of that run um, being Chelsea and Wolves. So uh, they got City coming up, um, and we've hashed through uh, the other games they have coming up. It's it's not an easy run. I believe Villa next, so um, we'll see how they do, but it's not it's not looking good um, for good old Ange Postacoglu um, and the – English media that just loves that he say, says mate after every interview. Um, <laughs> but, you know, keep doing you. Um, moving on. Okay, we have a lot of Manchester United fans that are really happy about playing really well against Luton Town. Um, so credit to them, I guess. Um, you played well against Luton Town um, at Old Trafford, uh, and you beat them one nil um thanks to your center back on a corner if that's where you're at that's where you're at not going to take anything away from you you deserve those three points um i actually thought united looked pretty good in this game uh does that mean anything against luton town no you're right you're you're definitely right and i you know how i feel about luton overall uh this is actually a big result for luton going down uh, thought they could snake out a point here, which would have been massive. Um, United looked good, so credit to them. But now I saw that Hoyland is hurt, and someone else is hurt, right? Um, I sent it to you. Erickson. Erickson is hurt. And Erickson is hurt. So that's good. Um, that certainly isn't going to be an excuse. So we'll look forward to a lot of Mason Mount and Anthony Martial. So... Um, yeah, I just United have not looked good. So they played well this weekend. Credit to them. Hang your banner. You beat Luton 1-0. Uh, massive result. 
Uh, also, there's like some propaganda going around about <laughs> I was gonna uh, bring this up. teams they have beaten um, in the past seven games. Uh, no, the propaganda, just... the propaganda going around is that they have the most points of any club over the past five games. They're not telling you about the teams that they've beaten, um, which are, I believe, let me t- tell me if I get this right. Um, Luton, um, Burnley, uh, Sheffield. Yep. Um, Forest. Uh, Palace. Palace. And what's the other one? Brentford or Fulham? Oh no, they lost to Palace. So that they're someone. Someone said most points won in the last seven Premier League games. Uh, so I just listed out there the games that had happened: Burnley, which was a win; Palace, which was a loss; Brentford, which was a win; Sheffield, which was a win; City, which was. Uh, they got their belly rubbed uh, and they put their belly up and it was really cute of them. Uh, Fulham loss or Fulham win, Luton win. So credit to them. What a, what a gauntlet they went through. Yeah, whatever. Um, happy for you guys. Uh, if it means, listen, if I'm a fan looking at it realistically, um, this means nothing's going to change uh, if the results keep coming. So if you're content with how things are and you think that this is sustainable, then more power to you. I just, my objective opinion is that it isn't um, sustainable. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see who's right. Um, but I don't know. It, the way that you guys are winning games um, just doesn't doesn't smell success for me personally. But I could be wrong. I'm just a guy with a podcast. I uh, um, Here's the problem, right? Uh, they come back. Guess who they play when they when we come back from international break? Our toffees, our fucking toffees. <laughs> and you know what side we're gonna be on there? Because one side actually plays good ball and one side fucking doesn't. So, at Goodison, dude, there was there was propaganda from the Premier League that they've like they have been doing good, and people are not talking about it. Um, we are all over Everton. That was such a great pick by us. Um, and I am proud of it. Um, and I actually know some people that tailed it. So a lot of people are proud of that one. Um, we're on this early. Everton are real. They are. It's shocking. Um, but it's the kind of manager Sean Deitch is. I give him a lot of credit. Completely transformed that team. Uh, and just not a classic Sean Deitch team. Didn't know that he had that in his locker. Decore having the run of his life. Uh, mm-hmm. It was awesome. They just looked really, really good. They did. They did. Any other notes on that game? Uh, just to Everton Palace. I mean, Decore is killing it. They're Everton flying high, and we won two units on it. But, um, you know, it's Everton Crystal Palace. There's not a ton to talk about. Uh, no, I, I mean, Adrisa Gay is pretty good and really weird career path, just being at Everton for a long time, stopping at PSG real quick and coming back to Everton. But he's looked really good this season. Um so he got his goal as a reward for that. But some real counterattacking football. They only had thirty two percent possession. Yeah, that's that's what they're gonna do. Maybe maybe under three and a half in that United Everton game as well. I Dude, would say that's probably United good. under three and a half has like been a staple for us. United games under three and a half. Um so I'm fine with that. Uh Without I feel Erickson like that's too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I feel like I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I, f- 
I feel a real 1-1 draw coming, personally. Um, so I, maybe it's a double chance spot. Maybe we could do double chance with under three and a half. Something to monitor. Something to look into. Something to monitor. Um, but Arsenal-Burnley happened at the same time um, on Saturday uh, in the early afternoon in England. Um, Arsenal looked easily the better side, obviously, um, as they showed against the Burnley side that just are not very good. Um, it took them a while to break them down, though, which worried me a little bit. And then Trossard, just um, who is so much better than Eddie, and I'm so glad he's getting the run thanks to Eddie taking a little knock because he has just looked brilliant in the big games that he's been in, both this game um, and the game uh, against Sevilla. Um, he, the offense just looks so much more fluid um, and fun to watch, and like there's less mistakes, and it's just way more like it's meant to look like with Jesus Trossard's what like he emulates that play far better than Eddie could. Um, and he just latches onto a ball from Saka. Uh, Zinchenko puts a nice ball in Saka uh, gets a head on it, puts it towards the back post and Trossard throws his body at it and almost breaks his arm. Um, but thankfully he was okay. Able to carry on um, and put some great corners in one of which Saliba got the best of after, Burnley equalized on kind of a bullshit goal. Um, and three minutes later, Saliba gets on the end of one of Trossard's brilliant corners in like a perfect spot. Uh, Saliba just jumps up high in front of the goalkeeper and just, you can't place it any better really. Um, and then puts it right in the goal. And then Zinchenko with a scissor kick uh, to get our minus one and a half that uh, unfortunately didn't matter because Burnley fucking suck. Um, Brighton. And sorry, Brighton. Um, fucking suck um and uh the scissor kick was sick though um zinchenko only a second premier league goal ever in like 112 matches but uh what what a goal um and then Vieira with a red card uh, that arteta was pissed about and cheeky put him on the under 21 side tonight yeah that was uh <laughs> that that's how you know you're in hell uh when you're just just thrown to the under 21 side uh, for seemingly no reason. Um, you know, I I am a little bit worried about Arsenal. Kind of two goals f- off of corners against Burnley. Am I thrilled about that? Not necessarily. Um, I know Burnley sat back in this game, but still not exactly thrilled. It's an international break, so I'm sure some of the lads probably were lurk- looking past Burnley. So... Very happy about that. Um, yeah, Trossard just so much better than Eddie, and glad he got a goal and an assist, so there's no way that Arteta's going to be able to drop him coming into the run and coming back. We need Odegaard back um, for our uh, half-midfield offense to look better. Um, going forward, he just provides so much quality. Um, apparently, reports coming out um, from the mail that he was concussed in training. There was a lot of good banter on who people thought that might have been, um, but that's why he missed the past two matches, and that's why he won't be participating in Norway's international break this weekend, uh, this next weekend. So um, get better soon. Um, I My vote is Cedric um, or Havertz trying to score a goal um, because he did not look good. Um, I've planted my flag, unfortunately, on like I really want him to be good, doesn't mean I really think he's good. Um, I'm ready to say he was really bad this game. Um, I think 
we can still get something from him. I don't, I'm not ready to call it a loss yet. And I do think he needs time, but it sucks that he needs time. And we also need to win every game. So not <laughs> sure what we're supposed to do there. Um, but he did not look good. And he came off very early um, with no apparent injury. So uh, whatever. Um, three points uh, and Arsenal are tied for second. So you take that heading into the third international break. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Kai's not been good. That's something that I imagine Arteta is not thrilled about. Uh, I would not surprise to see him get a long stint on the bench coming off of this international break, unless he shows something for Germany, which I don't know if he was called up for. Um, I think he is. He's kind of a staple on that side, but Arteta always says Kai is doing good. Um, yeah, he does lie which... a lot. <laughs> Which is fine. Um, he, he's done some good stuff. Like he, he was a big part of that uh, winner against City, and I'll love him for that. Um, and I do have his jersey, so I kind of have to love him anyway, but it's fine. Um, guys that I've bought jersey for, Ben Simmons, James Harden, Kai Havertz, really not doing great there. Um, so hopefully Kai can break that curse. There's, I mean, there's, there's guys that have been good, but I've also have a, a Fabregas jersey. He left, broke our hearts. Ozil, that didn't end well. Um, kind of not the greatest trend um but to keep this moving um Bournemouth two over Newcastle nil another one that we absolutely called um it was a massive letdown spot for Newcastle this was a big under three and a half spot for us that cashed um and Bournemouth just played Newcastle off the pitch uh yeah I mean we we saw this one coming Newcastle have not been playing well and uh, that just kind of showed in this game. Uh, Solanke, who we've shouted out a few times, a brace. Uh, really nice, really nice couple goals. Uh, very impressed with him. And Bournemouth looked good live. So I'm not sure what the odds are for them to stay up, but I, I like them to stay up. They've been playing good ball as well. Um, but so have other relegation teams. So that it's kind of getting a little spicy down there. Uh, the bottom half of the table, which we like. A nice relegation battle definitely adds a nice layer to uh, the Premier League coming down the stretch. So, uh, Bournemouth look impressive. Um, got a huge three points for them when you think about the relegation battle. So, uh, Solanke, could he be someone that leaves at some point? Uh, I think so. Um, unfortunately, Jake Lutontown are now in the bottom three after this the results this weekend. So, um, I feel like Kenilworth Road is in trouble. Yeah, not looking great uh, for my pick to stay up. Um, the dream's <laughs> not dead, but it's not looking great. Um, yeah, I was just looking at that. Um, not great for the promoted side sides. Uh, Burnley, Sheffield, Luton all clearly in the bottom three, and they don't look like they're going anywhere unless they beat each other to death. Um. Bournemouth uh, now find themselves three points clear of relegation. And what do you know? Fulham, 16th. So granted, they're six points clear of relegation, but they're not playing good ball. Um, One thing I will say about the Fulham game, though, that's coming up next. um, They did lose to uh, Aston Villa, but of course, as soon as we start talking about him um, playing like shit, Jimenez scores a goal. Yeah, Jimenez did also hit one off the post, and Awobi was involved in the link-up play. Uh, 
Fulham, who we've been very critical of, deservedly so, feel like they're finally getting it together a little bit. Uh, Villa were just very clearly the better side in this game um, and definitely deserved 3-1. That's not really a flattering scoreline at all. Um, But I would say that Fulham are maybe a team I'm finally ready to start backing because finally feels like they're playing some good ball after we've been critical of them for probably a month and a half, and deservedly so. They sit very near to the relegation zone. Um, Some big transfer rumors coming out this week that Arsenal are heavily linked with Douglas Luiz from Villa, um, and he is um, a pretty important player for them. So I'd be surprised to see them letting him go in January when he, uh, you know, they're in a top four push. Uh, They're right there, right behind Tottenham, who are, you know, they're going to be playing them in two weeks and they could easily be top four um, two weeks from now. Um, so I, I don't know if Arsenal are going to be able to get him. Um, they also finally are playing Telemans. They're playing him in, him in like kind of an advanced role though, which is interesting. Um, but listen, they're getting results. They look easily in the top five of this, of this league. Um, so you can't really question Emery's uh, process. Um, and but yeah, Fulham looked better, uh, and they're they're finally maybe coming into the form that we expected, um, despite the loss here. Um, an unfortunate own goal by Robinson, our uh, United States left back, um, to start it off. Uh, I I don't know if I'll take them seriously until they stop depending on Willian. Yeah, uh, shout out to Robinson because the own goal was bad, but then his assist for Jimenez was awesome. Um, I'm not sure who played the ball to him. I don't. I don't know if it was Tim Ream from the back or not. But Robinson made an awesome run forward, a nice floated through ball that he just knocked down for Jimenez. Um, yeah, Fulham are going to be a tough team to back because they haven't really, even in this game, it's three one. So uh, how many positives are we going to take? But I just, I just like the how this squad is built, and I have confidence that like quality will always like outshine. Um, you know, poor tactics, and I feel like they finally got it together. So, um, credit to Villa; they just continue to impress us. And taking care of a Fulham team three one is very impressive. And I expect them to give a lot of problems to the top six as we continue to play more and more games. After the break, they're um, hosting Wolves, so we we might have to mark that down in the Monday game. Um will be interesting um also we forgot to mention the newcastle game sam really wanted me to watch the highlights and i can concur with his um proclamation that nick pope is definitely on fraud watch that dude might stink yeah he just very strange um just very hesitant to come out and when he does come out it's just at weird times really has a knack for missing the ball and even that near post finish from solanke gotta do better man you you gotta get something on that it's just not it's not the level of the Premier League, if you're or Champions League for that matter. It was Ramsdale esque. Maybe there was a pigeon around. Can't confirm. Um, <laughs> Brighton Sheffield. Here are this weekend's losers. Uh, Brighton are dead to us. Um, I sung their praises. Um, sung, sang, whatever. Uh, sang their praises. I think it is. Um, early this season, said that they belonged with Arsenal, Liverpool, and City. They don't. Um, they are in eighth. They're five, four, and three. Um, I don't care that they lost two of their best players. 
Um, you can't drop points to Sheffield under no circumstances. Um, fucking losers. And it's going to be a long time before we throw them in anything again. Yeah. I mean, I'm appalled that Matoma didn't start in this game. Um, Crazy. Just can Deserby, can you chill the fuck out, man? Uh, I'm hoping that he has some kind of knock where he was afraid of giving him a full 90 minutes, but he's clearly your best player. Um, so that sucks. And yeah, I mean, Brighton played well uh, in the first 40 minutes, but if you're in the Premier League and you don't take advantage of your chances, then this is what happens. You let a team with quality some quality hang around and you draw and then you have a shitty red card uh, and then you're hanging on for dear life to save a point. So really disappointing result from Brighton, a huge result for Sheffield. Can't imagine they looked at this game like a month ago and thought they'd get anything from it. So huge result for them. Brighton are dead to me. Uh, Can't believe this happened. Going to have to see a few good performances from Brighton before I start having faith in them again. Uh, I'll give Deserby this. Uh, Dingra's goal was clearly something they worked on on the training ground um, to start the game, and it was brilliant. Uh, and then Matoma came on later, and he looked exceptional. So you got to think either it's a knock or some type of issue, but you're in the Premier League and you need every point you can get. And it was a big spot for them because they haven't had a ton of points. Um, they just dropped points to Everton last time, and then they dropped points to Fulham. Um, and then they lost to Man City, and they dropped points to Liverpool. Sam, Sam, we might have messed up. They haven't won in the Prem since September 24th. And, and that's I, all I think, I think we missed that. I think we missed that. I think we saw Sheffield, and we saw Red, uh, and that's on us. So I'm sorry if we st- uh, steered you wrong. If you took everything, you still should be positive, so don't be too pissed at us. But um, Brighton cheated all of us. They – they uh. You know, they, we thought they were good, and they're just not. Yeah. Uh, I just think, I guess, Sully March is, and Danny Welbeck, uh, we just need them. So, what are you going to do? And if you need those, if you need Danny Welbeck to succeed, then maybe you got to look in the mirror. Um, West Ham Forest. Um, David Moyes saved his job. <laughs> oh, man. Um, if you told me that there'd be five goals in this game, I would not have believed you. Uh, just very happy that we just both agreed we'd stay off this game. Uh, just did not expect this result to happen. Uh, good for David Moyes, I guess. Uh, probably long-term, bad for West Ham because uh, just not not going to get it done. Needed, you know, last-minute goals uh, from Thomas Suchek against a pretty bad Nottingham Forest side. So... Forrest had plenty of chances to win this. Uh, shout out to Elango. Maybe like we might be on to a star being born because he looks really good. Um, I think I made this comp before. Forrest are just kind of how I consider the Chargers when you're looking at betting NFL games. You just have to always stay away because you just can't predict anything that's going to happen with them. Um, they can beat or lose to most teams in this league. Um, but this was chaos. This game was chaos. Paqueta looks great. And it's basically West Ham depending on individual brilliance um, and no tactics at all uh, to win this game. And um, shout out to your boy James Ward-Prowse because he put some balls into, uh, into play. 
I'm going to go ahead and say uh, James Ward-Prowse probably not called up to the England squad um, because Gareth Southgate is, I don't know, I guess he's ageist. I don't, I don't know. Um, Ward-Prowse is awesome. Uh, still think he's a bargain vibe for the summer. If it's not Madison, it's probably him. Um, I don't know. I think Moyes has to go so West Ham can figure it out because I think they should be a top six side. Um, I just feel like there's so much quality in that side and they should be doing better than they are uh good win nonetheless shout out to matt turner on the bench again uh hate that for my guy but they scored three so maybe matt turner can get back in the squad yeah um maybe maybe um one thing i'll say when we said uh we don't know how moy still has his job um he did win that european conference thing so maybe that was what kept him his job um, as much as we think that's a joke, it probably meant a lot to the fan base. Um, and I guess that's probably why he's still there. Uh, because, they, like we said, if they finished 14th last season, they've been very underwhelming this season. Despite being ninth in the table, they just haven't been that good. Um, and none of their wins are against good sides. Um, but you got to worry. Uh, if they don't get better, um, if Moyes isn't fired, you could just see them becoming sellers because they have a lot of players that are worth a lot of money. Um and Paqueta and guys like that. So uh, I could see that in January as well. Um, just to close out here, we got two more games from the Sunday slate. Uh, Liverpool against Brentford. Not a ton of notes. Um, feel sorry for my bees, but glad we stayed away because this was one-way traffic. Yeah. Um, Salah is just like, he's just not getting the publicity he deserves. He's just been so good this season. Um you know, I kind of was critical of him for two games, and now he's back to scoring buckets and just being fantastic. Uh, Darwin Nunez, still a weird player, just won't finish easy chances for himself, but he scores great chances um, and just plays really good link-up play for Mo Salah. Um, Nunez didn't score did in this have, game. But he did have an offsides brace. Yeah, offsides brace, classic stuff. Um, but... Yeah, and then Jota's goal was really classy to end it all off. But um, Liverpool are good, man. Um, that's that's really my biggest takeaway. It's like you're taking care of teams 3-0 that are like pretty decent opponents, then you should be taken seriously. And Mo Salah on his day is fantastic. So classy. Uh, the ball control is just unbelievable. And just anytime you he cuts in with his left foot on the wing, you just know the ball's ending up in the back of the net. So scary yeah this game could have been five this game could have been five nil um we've talked about it earlier in the season people comparing Saka to Salah maybe one day but he's not even close to his level right now Salah is the best right winger in the world and I don't think it's close um and um Brentford I like them but they're just not as good as Liverpool not even close especially at Anfield um but one thing we never uh we did say in the beginning of this season that we were monitoring Virgil van Dijk and he might be back yeah, I mean, it, he's played well since we've been critical of him. Um, how, who have Liverpool played, though, recently? I mean, besides that Spurs game, I feel like they have had a pretty easy run-in. So, so they drew they drew Luton. Um, they beat Forest 3-0. They beat Everton 2-0. They drew Brighton. Uh, they lost to Tottenham in that throwaway game where they had the red card. Um, and they beat West Ham. Um, and they beat Wolves, and they beat Villa 3-0. Uh, they haven't really been tested. That's a good point. 
Yeah, so I, that's just something I would monitor. I mean, credit to Van Dyke, he's definitely been better, uh, like you said. Um, but the quality of opponents is definitely something that's a little questionable. So, Well, we'll see first thing next match week uh, in the early game when they play City. It's going to be an electric game. Um, I'm going to be trying to get somewhere to watch it, um, but I'm excited for that. But speaking of City... The final game of the weekend was electric itself. Um, lots of refereeing going on. 4-4 Chelsea. And I'm telling you, man, Chelsea might be decent. I think they could be decent. Um, they were a lot better than I expected them to be. Uh, still, Nico Jackson's a fraud. I'm not going to get off that train. Um, but... I mean, they played City very well. I I just want credit for Raheem Sterling because he was fantastic in this game. Um, he's so good, and people really don't appreciate him nearly enough for the kind of player that he is. Uh, I just his movement is so good, his dribbling so good, and his vision's gotten so much better. Um, gotta feel good for him. Just when Pep said he was surplus to requirements, that has to feel extra good coming there. Uh, and credit to Cole Palmer. Uh, people are freaking out about Cole Palmer. He now got an England call up. I guess finishing penalties is something England can't figure out. So good for them. I'm glad they have Cole Palmer. I don't know. I, I was going to say about Cole Palmer, I would never have guessed three months ago when he went to Chelsea um, for 50 million pounds and we slandered it that he would look up to a game like this. And maybe it's just because Mudrick is so bad, but he he looked like second to Sterling, like their most threatening guy going forward. Um, he's, I think he's decent. Um, I think he doesn't, you know, he's not the best looking guy, but he definitely is decent on the pitch. I think he's fine. I'm not going to throw all of these flowers on Cole Palmer. I, I think a lot okay. of it is Raheem. Um, but finishing penalties is like something people are freaking out about. And that's why it's important that you listen to people like us that'll tell you, hey, guess what? He scored four goals. They're all penalties. Chill out. Everyone take a deep breath. It's okay. Um, uh, Rodri just with a classic Rodri goal that really felt like it was going to be the winner. But I appreciate Cole Palmer um, getting the goal to make it a draw because any points that you can make City drop in a title charge, you appreciate as an opposing fan. Um, and also we had City and draw for minus 600. That just didn't really make that much sense as a bet, but it made us win. Yeah, um, I, I, Chelsea deserved a point in this game. So I, I think this is probably the correct scoreline. Um, credit to them fighting back against City. City are absolutely relentless. Um, and to like continue to fight back into a game like this, it's impressive. Uh, Pochettino is probably real. Uh, which I thought preseason, then I thought he wasn't, but he finally has these boys playing well. Um, just in time for us to get to January, so Todd Bowley can buy six players. And I can't wait for that. Um, excited <laughs> for our January transfer window live pod. We definitely got to do something on deadline day. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, still deciding on what to do throughout this international break. We'll have something up later this week um, with – uh, some, you know, less formatted, more loose stuff. Um, we'll figure something out. I uh, will let you know um, on the Twitter and the Instagram page um, when that drops. Um, but uh, for now, um, everybody enjoy their international break. 
Um, shout out to Kev and I playing pro clubs and ruining our record. I don't know if Sam knows about this, but we went like two and eight over the last two days by ourselves. So um, I'm going to let Sam be mad at me off Mike. I hate that for us. Um, <laughs> you know, you guys were already fighting about United and I said, this is a time for us to focus on our club uh, during this international break. I hate that. I'm going to open up pro clubs and see a few losses on there. Thanks to you guys. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, enjoy the international break. Do something fun. Um, watch the killer on Netflix. Very good. Um, and it's not three and a half hours, Sam. Um, it is a classic David Fincher, well-cut sub two hour movie. So, um, great performance from Fastbender. would recommend. I'll take a look. You know, you know, I'm always willing to do that. Um, yeah, I feel like I should be reading more, but I'm not going to, um, finish. Did you finish that book? Revolution? I did finish. I did finish Charles Watts's book, so may have to try and cheeky reach out to him just to chat about his book. I don't know if he's passed that already. I'm sure he's on to bigger and better things. Wouldn't blame him. Uh, but that's something that something to monitor. We'll see what we can do. I would love to talk to him about the book. It's uh, it's all about Arteta's rise at Arsenal, and it's fascinating. Um, how do you feel about that uh, last ten page recollection of how we lost the title last season? It felt like someone uh, shanked me uh, just right in the <laughs> chest. And then it felt like they teabagged my unconscious body as they walked away. It really, I, I considered just being like, listen, I got to the end of this book. I don't need to relive this, but it was worth getting to the end. Um, he had a tidy way of finishing it up, but it did hurt revisiting that portion of my life. Boy, did it hurt. Um, but that's all we got. So. Uh, like we said, um, any more suggestions you have about um, what you'd like to see this international break, let us know. Um, otherwise, we'll see you later this week. Take it easy, guys. Seagulls are dead to us.